0: Today on We Here, inside the bizarre love lives of Pete Davidson, Ben Affleck, and Dennis Quaid. Who do they think they are? Popular celebrity podcast Who Weekly stops by, and a behind-the-scenes brawl at TMZ. Oh my god, we're
1: on page six? Yeah. No, yeah. Another divorce splashed across page six. Page six would have a field day.
0: Hey there, I'm Maggie Coglin, And
2: I'm Ian Moore. Welcome to We Hear, the Page Six Podcast.
0: We hear all the celebrity dirt from our exclusive sources, and you hear the story behind the story. Okay, so did someone get taken away in a cop car recently? Well, that
2: is actually true. So you might have read on page six that there was this God's Love We Deliver gala Mm -hmm. in New York. And it's a charity gala, and it was uh, an award show, and there were, like, tons of fashion people there. So it was, like, Anna Winter and Michael Kors and Iman and Lupita Mm Nyong'o, and the list goes on, and Pete Mm -hmm. Buttigieg but one of the attendees of this very fancy gala was actually taken away in a cop car at the end. Georgina Bloomberg. What? Yeah, Michael Bloomberg's daughter, Georgina, was seen being driven away in a police car (gasps) from the gala.
0: Equestrian Georgina Bloomberg?
2: Equestrian philanthropist. Daughter
0: of the 17th richest man in the world, 12th richest man in the United States. Who
2: always may or may not run for president. His daughter, but it wasn't exactly what you think, Maggie.
0: Okay, tell me. So basically,
2: she wasn't under arrest. We we hear it was the first time she's ever been in the back of a cop car. But basically, what happened was Georgina Bloomberg is at this fancy gala with Anna Winter, etc. And meantime, over in bed Brooklyn, a stray dog is turned into the 81st Precinct. They call a place called... New York Bully Crew, which is an animal rescue in Brooklyn that specializes in pit bulls. And they're like, oh, we'll call Georgina Bloomberg and see if she can take the dog. So they call Bloomberg at the gala and put her in touch with the cops. And she says she can take the dog, but she's at this event and they'll have to bring the dog to her. So the police drive this dog from Brooklyn to the gala to come pick her up.
0: I like that she's the Batman for stray dogs. It's like, let's put out the signal. Georgina Bloomberg can help.
2: (laughs) I don't know. And then she's seen outside the event, like, getting into the back of this. It was like a police van getting into the back of it with the dog and being like, people thought she was carted away. But actually, the cops had said, hey, we'll drive you home, you and the stray dog home. (laughs) Yeah. So I sort of look at it as like, they're driving away in the cop car and then like, the dog is giving like a little sad look out the back window and he's like paw cuffed but it's also brave of her to like get in the back of a police car with like a pit bull who's been like running amok and bushwick Mm. anyway so she takes the dog home in her ball gown we have heard that the dog is now up at her farm in north salem being taken care of and will be ready for adoption soon
0: well ian you know what they say All dogs go to heaven, but some dogs go to billionaires' farms. Yeah. All right, let's get into our first story. Love is in the air. Four celebrity men who like hot, younger women. This week, Pete Davidson, Ben Affleck, and Dennis Quaid all made headlines because of their interesting love lives. Pete Davidson is dating Cindy Crawford's daughter, Kaya Gerber, Ben Affleck's looking for romance on dating app Raya, and Dennis Quaid is engaged to a woman younger than his son, what is going on this week? What is in the water of Hollywood? Love is in the air. Okay, so Pete Davidson, we love talking about him and who well, he is. Well, it's hates. kind
2: of amazing how Pete Davidson, who was this sort of like kind of a second banana guy on SNL, and he was, and he was known initially, right? I mean, he loves famous people's daughters, right? Because mm-hmm. he started out with...
0: Cassie David. Cassie
2: David, Larry David's daughter, and they were like a very cute couple, and he had a tattoo of her. Then he's like blasted onto the Hollywood dating scene, right? With I mean Ariana Grande mm-hmm. kind of then like launched him.
0: Yep, five months together. Five, five months is engagement.
2: <laughs> and uh, and then who else? Kate. Then he moved on to Kate Beckinsale yep. for a while.
0: Mm-hmm. That was another like three or four months relationship. Right. and then
2: it was Andy McDowell's daughter
0: mm-hmm. Margaret
2: Quali. Right, and now it's Kaya Gerber. But so he's in he's in demand, and I not. Totally sure he does it, but it's just like one after the other after the other. Mm -hmm. The Kaya Gerber thing is interesting, though, because he... So we had exclusively reported, right, that he was seen leaving her apartment building. Yes.
0: So if you're unfamiliar with Kaya Gerber, she is the daughter of Cindy Crawford and Randy Gerber. And she's a model in her own right. We're seeing her in print ads, on runway.
2: Yeah, she's a very in-demand model. And apparently Pete Davidson and Kaya Gerber met in June initially at an Alexander... Wang runway show. And they've been rumored to be dating. I mean, sources close to him have said they're just friends. But, you know, I was looking back and it turns out we had initially gotten a tip back in September, September 17th, to be exact, that they were dating. Like two weeks earlier, she had turned 18.
0: I mean, he usually goes older. So this is a... Well, the thing is, I mean, Pete. he
2: does live with his mom, right? So yeah. I guess for an 18-year-old. But then again, so that might be more normal. I mean, because so Pete Davidson... He said that after breaking up with Ariana Grande, they, they were living in or going to live in together this like multi-million dollar mm-hmm. apartment in Chelsea. And then he ended up, he said that he lives in his mom's basement and we've actually on Staten Island and we have reported that he had like a crazy 4th of July party there with like fireworks and whatever at his mom's house and all these Hollywood guests were there like mm-hmm. Judd Apatow and so yeah, now he's um, dating Kaya Gerber. You know what I
0: think is really interesting? We did this great story a little while back and we talked to some insiders about the appeal of Pete Davidson because you look at him and you're like, this kid is covered in tattoos. He looks like he's trouble. But the source told us, you wouldn't think it, but he has impeccable manners and he is so polite. And that's part of the reason why women like him, which I think is really interesting. You know, don't judge a book by its cover. Apparently, the source also said that all these women have approached him, and it's just a coincidence that they're all brunette. Like Pete doesn't really have a type. He's just being approached by good-looking women.
2: Totally. I wouldn't know (laughs) anything about it myself.
0: And we have a photo of them at Seidel's in Soho, where you can get a bagel tower. Right.
2: Seidel's is like a hipster deli. Yeah.
0: Which I think is really funny that like these people who have God only knows how much money are like, let's get bagels and get a bagel tower. I think it's like it's over a hundred bucks, but there's like locks and different cream cheeses. And
2: wait a minute, you're saying something bad about a bagel tower? No, I'm just like. That sounds amazing to me. I would love a bagel tower right about now.
0: Yeah, right now I would too. (laughs) Okay, something that you think Pete Davidson would be on, but apparently isn't, are dating apps. Ben Affleck is on Raya we reported this week.
2: Yes, that's true. Another exclusive maggie from page 6. So Raya for those who don't know is a dating app but it's known as like the Illuminati right? The so
0: Illuminati called, The Illuminati
2: app. Tinder. That's what it's called. The mm. Illum- in in certain circles it's called the Illuminati Tinder right because it's basically Tinder for people who are super famous or super attractive or super have big Uh, Instagram followings or, you know, creatives. It's the elite
0: dating app. It's an
2: elite dating app, right? And the thing is, it's sort of like, it's been compared to Fight Club in a way because I think Mm. if you talk about it, like the first rule of the app is not to talk about the app. But we found out exclusively sources said that he had deleted his profile and that he wasn't on it anymore. But then we understand that he actually, once we kind of blew up his spot, that he was Mm. on the app, he... Um he kind of redid it, right? So he put on some new pictures and apparently put on a new a new song. Yeah. To go on the app, which was Guava Jelly by Bob Marley.
0: So I did some listening to Guava Jelly because I'm like, let's see where Ben Affleck's head is at. Like did it what's ma- his song? When you listen
2: to it, did it make you want to feel like you wanted to date Ben Affleck?
0: No, it's kind of sad. The lyrics are you said you love me, I said I love you. Why won't you stop your crying? Dry your weeping eyes. You know that I love, I love, I love, I love
2: you so. But sources have also told us, I mean, the thing that is good is that we hear that, we hear, you hear that? Oh. We hear that, TM. you know, Ben Affleck, sources have told us he seems to want a real partner and is not looking to date a celebrity. He's private and he's in a good space now. He has his kids and is vo- focusing on work, but is ready to be in love again. Mm. So he's just looking for love. I mean, he's not, I mean, he's not doing anything, like, shady on Raya, but it's, like, kind of sweet, I guess. He's actually, like, looking for an actual person. Yeah. By the way, do you want to hear some um, people who are allegedly on Raya, even though it's a top-secret dating app?
0: Yeah, we've done stories about Raya before. We did, like, Michael Che on Raya. Michael Che. We did, uh... Diplo
2: is um, allegedly, there's going to be a lot of allegedly's here.
0: Leah McSweeney was on it, I believe, who's the real housewife.
2: Alexander Wang is apparently on Mm -hmm. Raya. The thing is, though, apparently you cannot share information. So if you take a screenshot and you try and, like, blow up someone's spot and, like, send it to someone else, you Mm -hmm. know, to, like, if you want to take a screenshot of Ben Affleck's Raya profile, apparently they they track you. Mm. Um, It's been reported that they track you, and then you'll get, like, you'll get banned.
0: Banned from Raya.
2: Banned from Raya. That sounds like Affleck's. The story. No.
0: Okay, Dennis Quaid engaged. He's 65. His fiance is 26. Right,
2: and this happened very quickly, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So Dennis Quaid, you know, I didn't really know too much about Dennis Quaid, to be honest. And then when we were reporting this, I started digging around on his relationships, and he has been busy. He was dating someone this year who he had dated for three years named Santa. Santa. Is, yeah. Yeah, Santa. Yeah, right. Santa. Yeah. Zui- they they were
2: Santa, they were last seen yes. in December, and then totally. um she's apparently been sent back to the North Pole.
0: <laughs> you know what I didn't know until earlier? Dennis Quaid is in a band. Did you know that?
2: No, but it makes a little sense because Kevin Bacon is in a band. Yeah. So, you know, so
0: But Dennis Quaid's band is called Dennis Quaid and the Sharks, and they are described as Rock and roll, country, soul—that's a lot of genres.
2: Baby shark.
0: No, but um, some titles include "I'm in love," "You're so fine," "Peaches number 9, "On my way to heaven," "L.A. Woman."
2: I think that's a Doors song, Maggie. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, L.A. Woman is a Doors (laughs) song. I guess it's a cover. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've covered it. But anyway, so I've actually heard um, that Dennis Quaid. Uh, met his new fiancé at CES. Mm. yeah Yeah, at The and Consumer, elec- the consumer Electronics Show. So you knew what it was because you're a digital for our person. For listeners. Right. For
0: our listeners. So
2: I had heard they met at the Consumer Electronics Show, which was in January. And, um, you know, she's a Ph.D. candidate. She's getting her Ph.D. in accounting. Wow,
3: that's yeah, an
0: interesting choice. from the choice. University
2: of Texas.
0: Is she going to teach accounting with that degree? What's the plan?
2: I don't know. I guess she'll be able to, like, count her money. <laughs> She's da- uh, marrying a movie star. She had previously dated Jeremy Piven, actually, mm, when she yes. was a student at Pepperdine. So as an undergrad, she dated Jeremy Piven. Then she got her master's at Notre Dame. No celebrities in South Bend, Indiana that we know of. Then, well, I guess now she's at the uni- University of Texas in Austin. But so that sounds where, like, Dennis Quaid and the Sharks probably have some gigs. Yeah. But, um. But yeah, and they got engaged in in Hawaii, though. I don't know how she got time off from school for that, because it was in October.
0: She could be working on her dissertation. Maybe she's not going to In class. Oahu on the beach? Yeah. She's accounting for time spent on the beach.
2: Yeah, and so they got engaged after a pretty short amount of time, and um, apparently he said, you know, he just was there on the beach and had his ring in, ring in his pocket when he popped the question.
0: Hmm. His son was Meg Ryan, Jack, is 27.
2: And how old is his fiance?
0: 26. It's going to be an interesting holiday season. Yeah, totally. Quades.
2: Not for Santa.
0: I'm here with Lindsay Weber and Bobby Finger of Who Weekly Fame. So excited to have you guys here. I'm Hi. so excited to be here. I, Thanks wait, for
3: I'm
2: saying here fame. i Maggie. I like how you iced me out of the podcast. <laughs> nice try.
0: Nice <laughs> try, Slick. <laughs> Um, welcome, guys. Yeah, Hi. welcome. For having
3: so us. glad to be here in the bunker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> totally. So, I am a Who Weekly fan through and through. For our listeners who may not be familiar with the show, can you give us kind of a synopsis?
3: I hope they are because our audiences truly should, in theory, overlap mm-hmm. because we really do care about the same things. The Venn and diagram
4: should just be a circle. And we yeah. cite page <laughs>
3: six just nonstop. <laughs> you know, uh, Who Weekly is uh, everything you know about the celebrities that you don't know, meaning you don't know who they are. Um, we talk about you know, C to D to E to F list celebrities, the kind of tabloid celebrities that you see on magazine covers, and you're like, I don't quite know who that is. Like, that does not ring a bell to me. And that is just because in the in the time we live in, there are just more celebrities than ever. And anyone can be a famous person. So that is who we like to, to cover.
4: We're a news podcast. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> educational podcast.
3: We're
4: yeah. an educational mm-hmm. podcast. It's I great. mean,
2: it is helpful to keep track of these people because, as, as you mentioned, there, there's so many more of them than ever before because of reality TV and various things. And it's like. I do hear a lot. It It is a helpful compendium to our readership because a lot of Page Six readers who are like longtime readers who are maybe like parental age and higher are always like, I don't recognize any of these names anymore on Page Six. I don't recognize like half the people who are these people. So now I could just tell them to listen to your podcast to find out. I
3: mean, I love what I love about Page Six is that it does cover everyone from like a New York celebrity that maybe mm, 50 people have ever heard of and dealt with because they're They're super rich and they do funny things. Sebastian Bear McClair. To Julia Roberts. (laughs) You know, you've got like the you guys really do provide (laughs) some of the most amazing reporting on people that I don't think anyone outside of New York has ever heard of occasionally, you know. And that must be funny because then you have readers who are coming for celebrity gossip and going, who the hell is, you know. I can't even think of one anymore. Like, yeah,
4: you go to you go to New York Post, you go to Page Six to see what Emily Ratajkowski is doing. You come to Who Weekly to find out who she is. <laughs>
1: yes. Right, there exactly. Well, it's we actually really, recently we talked really about
2: on the podcast that we were the first. I, I think we were the first people to ever mention because some of these people actually become legitimately famous. So, like, yeah. we wrote about yes. like Timothee Chalamet. Sure, uh, when he was dating Lourdes Leon at. Only I like only you a guys Lyon. would care at,
3: about who Madonna's right. daughter is dating. Like two, at,
4: like LaGuardia At LaGuardia, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah.
2: literally, there's was like, they were in The Music yes. Man, and things are heating up. Right, you know, because and he, you got a tipster
3: <laughs> calling you from the hallway of LaGuardia telling <laughs> you that right. things <laughs> are heating up.
4: We have a video of him rapping at, like, last year's talent yes. show. Right, what at the
2: bar name? mitzvah.
3: I don't even remember. It was, like it was Timmy, so embarrassing. Tiny
4: Tim. Tiny Tim was his rap name.
3: Well, we became oh, yeah. obsessed, speaking of that, with the Ansel Elgort versus Timothee Chalamet mm. rivalry, mm-hmm. which we see as very classic. Ansel, like,
4: another New York.
3: Jock versus nerd. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it turns out like it's not actually that clear cut. Mm-hmm. They're both kind of nerds, essentially, in high school. Yeah. Although Ansel was popular, we we were told. Very mm-hmm. popular. Right. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. We can confirm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> See, I was. Like, <laughs> Thank you. That's what I
3: need. That's what I need from you guys. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. So, I want to say this all started with Rita Ora. True mm-hmm. or false?
3: True. Hundred yeah, yeah. percent
0: true. And now, true. what are we? Three years into
3: the podcast, she still—it still, still almost, revolves around <laughs> Rita Aura.
0: Almost four years into the podcast, yeah, almost four. And we're still—we're still trying to figure out the purpose you know, of one Rita Aura.
3: Literally today, she got cast in an Oliver Twist remake called Twist, alongside Michael Caine and uh, Jimmy uh, Jude Law's son. So, mm-hmm. like, yes, we cannot stop talking about her because she keeps doing things that are incredibly inspiring. <laughs>
0: Have you made Rita Aura a
3: them? No.
2: She did Are it you herself. sure she, well, she released an album? So she, that was
0: good. She,
4: is she a them? I think she's technically maybe, maybe. It, no, she has to be a who. She it, has to be a who. And
2: explain there's what is oh, there sure, seen a sure. them and a so uh, who.
4: We have we we've, we've separated. We've made a very easy binary to separate celebrities. Um, uh, we've we've They're created easy. the terms who and them. Who is the person? Uh, when you look at them, you say who, them is the person. You look at them and you say, oh, them. So you've got your Rita Ora who, your uh, who's a pop star, Taylor Swift, them. Mm-hmm. That's it. I would that's, say Rita Ora is the...
3: still in hooey territory if only because a who is not necessarily only defined by I don't know them, but also by the type of coverage they get. So if you're getting page six headlines of a certain nature, you're pretty hooey. Or even for her, even her daily mail. Daily mail mm-hmm. coverage nonstop. They cover what she wears and how she wears it. I mean, I think she does still... Uh, reach out and grasp at the type of coverage that a who would would get. Mm-hmm. See, this is, not, this this is a a my problem. Is my I
0: before. I see photos of her every single day every because day. she must be working with the paparazzi. Yes. Obviously,
3: she dresses very well. Yeah. She is That's in a million fashion campaigns. She has a million deals with this jewelry company and this. Mm-hmm. And she has an Escada thing. Like, mm-hmm. she really does work. You don't know one of her songs, but she is <laughs> getting more money from people than most A-list celebrities, weirdly, mm, you know? Yeah.
2: Who's come up on your radar recently who you guys are <laughs> very into talking about someone who's showed up in tabloids like a newer?
3: Who's a new Who's who the new
2: from? Rita Ora?
3: A new Rita Ora? Oh, my God. Um, Who comes... Well, Emily Ratajkowski is a great one. Yeah. Because she kind of is the emblematic model who is famous for nothing, kind of. You know, who works a lot, but is Mm -hmm. kind of just, like, everywhere. Her... Her boyfriend produced uh hustlers, right? Or what did he good produce? Time? Good, to- uh, good time. Good No, no, no. Uncut Gems, which oh, I just oh, which un- un- yeah. Sorry, got out. Yeah, dudes. yeah, yeah. yeah uh, Which is because we were like, what does he do? And then right. he shows up on that. I mean, she's a good one, I would say. I think who I, else? This
4: is this is not very new. it's She's just top of mind. I think Julian Huff is a very like we love good her. who. Because she's mm. also like a multi-hyphenate. Because it's like unclear what she really. What it's unclear what her aspirations are. Mm. You know, because she's like she's acting, she's hosting things, she's dancing. Great family. Too, uh, she's great she's trying family. to do a lifestyle thing, and she has a big family. So there's like this whole other like cast of characters behind her. Mm. And then she was just involved in like mysterious dog deaths, which we really love. Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
3: Mysterious which, dog deaths. Mm-hmm
0: i dabbled a little in your episode about mysterious i
3: think we know the answer now too we'll talk about it we can talk about it yeah yeah oh
2: mysterious Mysterious i I actually was like i kind of got my comeuppance with the from m rada actually yeah basically i was at the freeze art fair in new york and I was, like, in the, like, hipster, like, artisanal cafe of, like, Freeze And I saw her sitting there by herself. And I was like, oh, and there wasn't, like, that much going on. It was all sort of highbrow stuff, but there weren't a lot of celebrities. So I was like, oh, this is my opportunity. I'm going to go talk to Emily Rotajkowski <laughs> about art. And she's going to say some, like, bubble-headed, ridiculous thing. And it's going right. to be hilarious. And we can, like, make fun of her. So I went up to her. <laughs> And I was like, "Hey, that's our yeah, yeah, too. right, right, hey, sorry, right. You are yeah. That's Threwing, all of
0: our assignments. So, but no, I'm but I
2: was, tw- I was hoisted <sighs> by my own petard. Yeah, she's smart. Maggie. Well, that was the problem. I went up to her and I was she's like, started smart. talking to her about art, and she actually was telling me about." Like she had just been to this gallery um, and t- talking about artists, and she like really knew her stuff. It was talking yeah. about collecting art, and then I was like, "Oh, I'm an idiot. Her dad You're is smarter a super than famous me." Famous
3: artist, that's why. Like sh- yeah. that's her subject. So,
2: but in all fairness, too, the item ended up becoming how she was so smart and yeah, look at that that's nice. That's how <laughs> I I am. She smart. also has uh, abcrack.
4: Abcrack? What is it called? Ab-clavage? Abcrack? Abcrack or abcleavage? Well, she
3: literally invented like a new body thing that is like hot. That, no, that we didn't even have before. Where is, is the ab like crash? There's, like there's a line gap. in her ab, in her yeah. ab. That's her abs are so a, well defined that she has an ab. When she wears a, a crop top, like you. she
4: has this ab. It's like lower cleavage. <laughs> Yeah. It's like under cleavage. Type. Oh. She's God. just,
3: I mean, uh, she's she is smart, but she still makes bathing suits that are like, she's marketing to the mass market, but are made for just her body, which pisses mm. me off. She's so like, I'm like, selling floss. Li- literally, to like normal women. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the thing that's when always like, that her. gets me a mm-hmm. little bit annoyed with her in general. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, thanks so much for coming in, guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. This On is, that this, terrible thank you. Note. Yeah, this they, <laughs> has been
2: quite the lesson
0: in yeah. people we should be paying attention to. I hope oh, so. Totally.
2: This is like really nerdy to say, but like Marvel, like comics used to have a thing, um, they're actually making it into a new movie now called What If, and it would be like what if Spider-Man joined the Fantastic Four? <laughs> yeah, I kind of think that's, that's what genius. happened with our podcast. This is our yeah, Avengers. Now. The Renee Zellweger show is a Marvel
4: thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. a right, I'll right, watch exactly. It now. exactly.
0: The gloves are off at TMZ Live. Page Six exclusively reported that veteran TMZ personality Van Lathan was fired after getting into a nasty confrontation over politics with co-worker and fellow star Michael Babcock. Now here's what happened. After shooting a segment for TMZ Live, the website's online show, sources told us that Lathan put his hand around Babcock's throat and as a result was terminated. We're told that the pair had been discussing the infamous shots of Ellen DeGeneres talking to George W. Bush at a football game before things got heated. Babcock Lathan and reps for TMZ could not be reached for comment. Page six senior reporter Ollie Coldman is here to tell us all about it.
2: Hey Ollie. Hi. Hi. So you broke this story and it just this is very meta, right? Because TMZ usually reports on celebrities getting into fights or they have like videos of people getting into fights but in this case the fight actually happened at TMZ.
1: Yeah which actually is awesome that's a really really nice thing to deal with because usually when you do these kind of stories there's always some sort of residual like uh you know I feel slightly bad about this like (laughs) TMZ you're like no such qualms you know like you know for sure that they would do this you don't have to worry about you know whether it's uh, you know, whether whether it's nice or anything like that. So that's cool. Um, so, yeah, and it was kind of a funny way that the story broke because it broke over a series of several days. It mm-hmm. kind of, like, rolled out in a way.
2: Yeah, and there's been, like, a tremendous amount of interest in this story, right, which has also been surprising in a way.
1: Yeah, like a lot of interest. And these guys aren't, you know, huge stars, right? Nobody's got posters of these guys on their on their wall but yeah it became a, it became a pretty big story in terms of you know t- the discussion on twitter the, tw- the 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 online traffic the reason i think for that is because it was drawn along kind of political lines in a way right. i think going back to the fact that lathan kind of famously got into a kind of very big conversation with kanye west kanye west had been on TMZ and he'd said that was where he said that insane thing where he said, you know, slavery is a choice, right? Sounds like a choice to me. They've been doing this for 300 years. And Van Lathen was kind of the voice of reason in that situation and said, "What the hell are you talking about? You, you know, what is insane?" and kind of really took him to task on it. So I think because of that, Van had become some, somewhat of a kind of, and, and and of course because Kanye is now aligned with the Trump thing. Van had become a kind of hero of the of the anti-Trump thing. Mm-hmm. And of course there's a, there's a racial divide with this too because Van is black and um and Babcock is white and there was this idea that two people in a, in a newsroom get into a fight and of course the black guy gets fired. So it so that enraged people. Um, I, I actually don't think that, that that was the way it was framed in the story originally, even when we couldn't, you know, it, 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 the story originally said that he, that he threatened him in some way. When we first published the story, we didn't have a first-hand account of him having put his hands on his neck, so we didn't publish that because it's a big claim to make about somebody, that we had no first-hand account. We had lots of people who had a second-hand account, and we felt comfortable getting to the point that he in so, that Van in some way threatened Babcock, but we didn't have the putting his hands on him thing. Um, and it just shows you the, the the power of that kind of thing. These two guys who are, you know, not the most famous people in the world, but I guarantee that drove more traffic than, I'm, I can't think of something after probably than the Ben Affleck story. You know, it's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so,
2: and breaking it down, like the, when did this confrontation happen? Was it like they were shooting the show and then they disagreed about something on the air and that they were filming? And then like, like what what were the circumstances of the, the confrontation um we had said that it was it was like over the ellen george w bush meeting right
1: yeah and and i have to say and this thing this is like the bane of my existence these days was because there's so much stuff you get so used these days to everything being available to 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 watch right everything's you know you can you can get a clip of anything or you can go back through the through twitter everything's so documented right but actually now there's like TMZ Live and Instagram Live and all these things that you either see them or you don't, and 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 so many things now. So we, so my point being that we actually have we've now seen the sort of confrontation itself, but we actually haven't been able to find the uh, segment that led up to it. What I've been told is that Van said something to the effect like, "You know, I'm gonna sa- I'm gonna speak now," and Babcock said something like. Uh, You're not going to tell me when you're going to speak and when I'm going to speak. And bear in mind, this is TMZ. This isn't NPR. Like this, you know, they're they're supposed to be, you know, you've seen the show, the whole thing is, you know, they all yell at Harvey Levin and Harvey, you know. So it's kind of a, that's kind of the shtick, right? So nothing unusual in that. But Van seemed to, he seemed to, he he left, he went to the other side of the room, you know, just to kind of go about his, you know, he he was done with the segment to go about his day. And he was obviously annoyed and he came all the way back across the room. And then that's when you can see in the video, he comes up behind, uh, behind Babcock from everything I've told, by the way, these guys are f- 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 very friendly. You know, this isn't kind of a, you know, generally a confrontational relationship by any means. So, yeah, and Latham puts his hand kind of, you know, on one side of his clearly on one side of his of his neck.
2: And so, so have they commented on this or like, because Van has his own podcast, right, mm-hmm. called The Red Pill. Right, which and is
1: confusing to me, given what I was saying about the Trump thing. Isn't The Red Pill a very like Trumpy right wing thing? I think thing? it's from I The, the it Matrix.
0: Like, it is from The Matrix, but I think, isn't it like an incel thing?
1: I don't know. I don't know. Again, happy to not know, really. But I, yeah. <laughs> Proud
0: to not know. Uh,
2: but have they commented on this yet, or has there been any official thing, or has Van gone off on it on his podcast?
1: No, one imagines that that he will. He's he's only sort of made oblique references to it on Twitter. He said, guys, I'm fine, or something like that. Uh, TMZ hasn't said anything. Babcock hasn't said anything.
0: So it's been business as usual over there. No one's made reference to him being absent.
1: Uh no.
2: It's surprising the way that TMZ wouldn't jump on this and, like, just report on their own story. They missed out on a lot of traffic by not uh, posting their own TMZ exclusive on the TMZ SmackDown.
1: Yeah, you would think, but they're actually, they've always been very, I mean, you know, obviously I've done numerous TMZ stories over the years, and they've always been very tight. But that's always the way, isn't it, with media organizations? Well, thanks, Ali, for
2: coming by. And I'm sure there's actually going to be more to this story. It's been going on for days, and I have a feeling it's not quite over yet.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Yeah.
0: It's time for our favorite part of the show. Let's take a look in the Page Six Vault to see what ancient celebrity Juicy exclusive we've uncovered from yesteryear. Let's check out a story from 2017. Two years ago, Page Six published the headline, What's Next for Love & Hip Hop star Cardi B. In 2017, we wrote, Love & Hip Hop star Cardi B was recently seen at the Super Bowl with rapper Offset of the hit group Migos. I'm getting used to the fame. A lot of positivity is coming from it. I hate it, though, when people get into my private life. I'm realizing that that is the downside of fame, she told Page Six. As far as her future in Love & Hip Hop, Cardi B said, I am not doing the reality show anymore. I have a lot of TV deals on the table, but I just have to decide what I really want to do. The music will always be before the acting, but I am definitely looking to do more acting. Just two years ago, this woman did not know she would have a hit movie called Hustlers.
2: Yeah, and she just told Ellen DeGeneres, right? She, She had mentioned that she was doing another movie after Hustlers, and now Vin Diesel has revealed that that movie is Fast and the Furious 9, which should be another big hit for Cardi B. She told Ellen that... She's really only doing the movies, though, for the checks because she mm. asked her, like, do you like doing movies right. after Hustlers? And I guess Cardi B was saying, like, you know, it's difficult because you have to film all day and mm-hmm. you have to do like 57,000 takes. And then, like, it sounds exhausting, but then mentioned she's doing this other film and that she's just in it for the paycheck. So I guess some things haven't changed since two years ago.
0: Yeah. And she's also a judge on that Netflix show, Rhythm and Flow, where she's judging rappers. She
2: also said she's doing that for the checks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she makes money moves, I believe we learned.
2: It's weird, though, Maggie, that, yeah, it's weird that she, you know, two years ago when we were writing about her, it was like as the kind of second to offset, like offset mm. was sort of the more famous one, I mm-hmm. guess. And it was like, oh, here's this person who's with him who's on a reality show. And now she seems so much more famous.
0: But Cardi B was always made for the screen because pre-love and hip hop, she had an Instagram account on in which she was really funny and she posted a lot of videos and then... Love and hip-hop was kind of her vehicle to get in front of people for her music. But that Cardi B personality is really made for the big screen. Well, it is
2: weird because she also said that she doesn't like the invasion of privacy or sharing her private life in that item from two years ago and it's like now that's her whole thing is basically I mean what doesn't I mean the stuff she ta- actually we've written items out of her where literally I can't write any of it in the paper. Like it's it's I mean it's she shares so much. Like the other thing too that I think is interesting is like Fast and the Furious nine I think is a perfect project for her. I mean whoever's picking these movies for her is doing a great job, her mm-hmm. representation because that's the that's the exact vehicle pun intended Mm. for her hustlers the other thing that she's really lucky is so she was in hustlers we had reported that she they originally wanted her for a larger role in hustlers but she couldn't do it because of scheduling issues so she's in the movie um but it was enough to land her bigger roles and hustlers has just crossed 100 million dollars at the box office so her first big movie was a hit and now she's moving on to a major franchise I think the one thing that we'll see is what I, I, the trajectory obviously is going to be like. Cardi B, right? So she's in Hustlers, mm-hmm. then she's in Fast and the Furious Nine. Then you know it's going to be bigger franchises, maybe like Guardians of the Galaxy Twelve, Whoa. you know, f- three or four. Cardi
0: superhero movie, exactly.
2: Wait. Marvel, et cetera. I would um, love to and, see her in
0: a horror movie. Wouldn't she be so sick? Like oh, that running would be good. A cameo, from a killer. Like Seven. Yeah.
2: The opening, but then I would go from like the big franchises and then we need to go into the Oscar push where she does <laughs> the left field indie movie, mm-hmm. you know, or something where she, and then it's mm. like the serious side of Cardi, you know, yeah. and then it's Oscar winner and then like on to the next level. So that's my plan for Cardi B. I mean, the thing that's also surprising though with Cardi B is her legal issues have not kept her out of getting these movie opportunities or any career opportunities actually, right? Cause she's still facing the, um, she's pled not guilty in the Queens strip club brawl case, you know, and she's had other, you know, legal issues, but she's obviously working hard and she continues to get the movies. And as we reported, Constance Wu caused a lot more trouble on the set of hustlers than Cardi B did so. Maybe mm-hmm. having Constance Wu in the movie because she's like a bigger diva than Cardi B ended up making Cardi B look really good. Yes. So that's the other thing I would do if I was guiding Cardi's or, career. Always I was, have Constance Wu in the movie.
0: If I was guiding Cardi's career, uh, I would have her option her life rights and have the story from stripper to lifetime. star. Lifetime lifetime and she's Right, could like be the what EP Wendy Williams it. is doing. Yes.
2: Oh my god, that would be good.
0: Yeah, the I would Cardi Cardi watch B that. That would be amazing. Okur, the Cardi B story. I'm not Okur. That's great. I'm, I'm not okur. okur, you're
2: Okur. The Cardi B the story. The Okur Corral. The Okur Corral.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and how do you say Okur? Uh, you have to say <laughs> O, oh, and then you have to roll your do tongue. Too you much go. of a break between the O's. Oh. You I'm do it. About. You do it.
2: Speak the Cardi language.
0: Whoa! Ian with the ochre.
2: I'm from Brooklyn.
0: (laughs) She's from the Bronx, or she's from uptown. That's why
2: up. That's why I upgraded it. Wow! As an amateur,
0: you are secretly working for Brooklyn Brooklyn tourism. Strikes again.
2: I am. Right? You are. I have to. Admit, you actually have called me out. I'm from Brooklyn. Is my response that, to everything. It's like
0: Ian. I'm from Brooklyn. You know, Brooklyn more. You know.
2: Here's the thing. Like in Brooklyn, there's one thing that you always know that you're about to get your ass kicked. Yeah. Okay. There's, if you ever. Oh, well, you live in Brooklyn too. But <laughs> now. But when I was growing up, if someone comes up to you on the street who you've never seen before, uh-huh. have no idea who this person is, and they say, "Hey, why'd you mess with my cousin?" Okay. <laughs> That means they're about to beat you up. Like you're like, what? I don't I do not know do I look like I would know your cousin? Obviously not.
0: I think that is an all borough opener. You could say that Staten Island, Bronx, Queens, Brooklyn, Manhattan, and then you're getting your buck. That's
2: gonna be my catchphrase yeah. on this podcast. Hi. So I won't name I'm
0: from Brooklyn. How are Why'd you doing? Why'd you mess with my
2: cousin? Anyway. Oh okay. <laughs>
0: Well, that is it for this episode of We Here. To hear the latest We Hear episodes, be sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your preferred podcast platforms. You can find more of the hottest celebrity news and gossip by signing up for our newsletter and by visiting page6.com. We'll be back next Monday with more Page Six exclusives. See you then.